Unexamined opinions are faulty opinions. I'm Justin Foster. And I'm Juan Kingsbury. Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast. This is a show where we confront our own ideas, biases, and opinions. And hope you do the same for yours. So buckle up for some subversion and heresy. And keep an open mind. We are the authority. You better listen to what we say. No, (laughs) not true at all. (laughs) That's just the theme of the day. Authority. Um, Growing up, I always thought it was cool to rage against the machine or be punk rock. Um, But being a taxpaying citizen, you know, I, I sold out. And I definitely like that people are in charge or at least certain people are in charge certain people are in charge right but, yeah yeah i wanted to pick apart like our our problem with authority i don't think is authority it's something else and we either right. lionize that yes the police are infallible or our country uh-huh. or, or the, our leaders yeah. or we demonize and we want to burn it all down and cancel it or whatever it is mm-hmm. and i don't think it's it's either so the broad term authority but actually growing up were you i mean you were conservative fundamentalists growing up yeah it was funny though Juan. i was a rebel within those things as i i was far more anti-authority um when i was um in the second grade the teachers went on strike and they were out so we got the substitute teachers and i hung up a uh, i did not like my my teacher Mrs. <laughs> what's her name yeah uh, she she was way too uh, generous with the ruler upside the head oh um and I get it. I had enough of that. I didn't need any. I didn't need to be more any more like you know physical uh, trauma. Um, anyway, and I remember um, I hung up when the teachers were out like picketing. I hung up a sign in the window because it was like on the second floor, and the yeah. sign in the window said, "Mrs. Pittman, don't come back." <laughs> oh, wait, second grade? You're like what? Seven, eight? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm as young. I was six, probably oh, wow. six or seven, because I started first grade when I was five. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, oh, so from a sixth grader or a second graders perspective or a six year old or a second grader, uh-huh. you see there's a person in charge and you don't like literally their ruler, <laughs> but yes. how, how they rule or how yes. they, they like that's that's our first problem with authority. Right. Technically, it's our parents, but then it's kind of everyone who's not our parent right. who's telling us what to do. Yeah. And I think too, and maybe you, maybe you have this, maybe this, this will resonate with you too. I think if you're um, a highly sensitive person, if you are more like, you're just sort of an emotional super taster, you can detect really early in life bullshit. And I remember thinking like about my parents or or other adult people, I was like, these people don't know what they're doing. Why are they in charge? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And now some of that is just childhood arrogance. um, But some of it is, is that, um, is what you said earlier, I think, is this lionization of authority where, you know, I'm the parent, that's why, or you should respect the president of the United States no matter what, or, you know, the priest is infallible or whatever. Yeah. I think that's the lionization. It's, and it's a such, this is why it's such an interesting topic that you bring up is, I think this, this dichotomy is a microcosm of, of America, where we have people that love change and people that don't like change at all. And we have people yeah. that are, uh, very religious, and we have people that are very secular. And I think that there, you can you can tell a lot. It's kind of like Jordan Peterson says, you can tell a lot about a person where they put the individual and the group on a hierarchy. The people that put the individual above the group on a hierarchy, yeah, um, have a very different worldview than people that put the group on uh, above the individual. Yeah, and, and I think this is one of those things that you as you as you propose this as a topic is that we 
then on one side we lionize, like you said, and the other side we demonize it, where it's you know it's um, we view all authority as some sort of threat to our freedom. Yeah, well, and but even a different topic that we'll we'll kind of get to on a different episode, but um, we were, oh, uh, intelligence, because you just take like let's take liberal, let's take conservative. Um, conservative cops are good. Blue lives matter. Uh, liberal, you know, Black Lives Matter, education, et cetera. Like, we we have a grab bag of we lionize some authority, we demonize a bunch of other authority. Um, and I think that's where the problem is. And I almost texted this to you the other day just randomly thinking, and then I was like, no one, do your, your actual work instead of get caught up in a conversation with your friend. Save it for the podcast. But I was like, I don't think our problem with authority is the authority itself it's when the authority, going back to what you thought as a little kid, and I think what most people, I think most people are bullshit detectors, even the people who disagree with me and when I go off on and on about something, that I should not have any authority over. Like, for example, if I'm the boss of a sales team or a service team, I have authority over metrics and KPIs and vacation or whatever it is, depending on the nature. But when I start telling someone who to vote for or who to believe like that's when the bullshit starts to go off i think it's the the overreach that's the issue but also or not it if you demonize for the overreach and you don't consider like hey this person has authority like they're they're able to oops condemn me for uh or not condemn me uh criticize me for my job mm-hmm. well because they try to tell me who to vote for or whatever like that uh, like it's two things are going on and i think going back mm-hmm. to like the parents we all i remember calling my mom a hypocrite like as soon as i learned that word right. <laughs> and but does it take away the fact that she's a provider loving mother all these other things because i think i heard her like tell a lie like she embellished the story mm-hmm. and i was 11 and bored or something and i'm like you're a hypocrite but mm-hmm. i think that's the issue is that we have and i'll give an example that's a little scary to give but i think it matters um when we see someone who overreaches, who who is not doing the job that that authority sets out, when they abuse their authority, that's that's, right. that's the problem. I think a long way to right. say something that's obvious. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that you and this goes to something that you know a lot about and your work and your and what you do for in your business is the role or the importance of emotional intelligence. If you give a low emotional intelligence person authority. They're going to hurt people, yeah. generally speaking. They're yeah. going to hurt people for a variety of psychological reasons. Um, they're going to do that. And so I think I think it's also understanding that it's the idea that just because you're in authority doesn't mean you're perfect. And just because you're in authority doesn't mean you're just flawed and you know, you're power hungry. Yes. Yeah. And I, super simple, but I think we, our brains kind of go to one or the yeah, other, right. like yeah. respect your elders. I, I, I don't know if this, this podcast somewhere else, I was like, that's a good thing to do. Right. But what happens is if you just remember the, the meth, the words itself, right. Then it's saying just respect someone cause they're old, <laughs> you right. know, and as opposed right. to the wisdom that has come with the wrinkles. Um, yeah. we, we forgot that. And yes. or or we don't make it a part of the the lesson, you know, eat your vegetables, right? Because you're a, you're a bad kid. Versus no, vegetables yeah. actually can make you feel better and and right. you know keep you younger and tighter skin right. or whatever it is. But that it loses its nutrients for right. Yeah, and I think with um, 
I think almost our view of authority um, is a reflection, like almost any reaction is to anything is to reflect a reflection of kind of our beliefs and values. So I wonder, so my question to you is the, is the, is there some correlation between someone's disc profile and how they view authority? Oh yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, high D's immediately, um, tend to, go into positions of authority because they raise their hand first. I don't want to be told. But do the, do Heidi's like authority or does Heidi's like to be in charge? If they have it, there's a, yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) And so we don't like, we don't like to be told what to do. So we'd rather, um, I'll pick on, I'll pick on you or or us. We'd rather be on the front of the stage telling everyone about their beige Camrys or their cheap ass assessments. (laughs) And so, but like, like in school, that's actually, I'll I'll narrow it down. In school, your high D's are going to be more, of the troublemakers, of the ones who argue. Right. I remember the, there'd be kids in the class argue with the teacher, use the F word yeah. or just any word. I'm like, whoa, yeah. the kid's got cojones, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. um, but if you can harness that and make that kid the, you know, you, if you can flip the, the the one who leads them all, but that's that's a different thing. The high eyes, um, I think, can tendency to maybe want to be liked by authority. We want to be liked in general. Um, mm-hmm. but especially if we don't feel like they like us, we're going to put that uh-huh. sign up in the window <laughs> and yeah. we're going to, um, but the S's and C's probably way more comfortable. S's mm-hmm. routine. Um, it's, it's safe. It's better to be safe than to be running the risk. And high C is there's rules. We got to follow them. Not saying it's they're, they're sheep, you know, not saying that, but right. in terms of just an immediate reaction, S's and C's steady and compliant people. Are yeah. going to want more of of rules, even if they suck. They'd rather have right. rules than chaos. Yeah, and this goes into you know, kind of <laughs> to quote Law and Order, you know, ripped from the headlines of of, of nuance. Um, and I, you know, I, I look at people that um, are what, what which practice a form of that what I call yabut. So you talk about the oh, you know the, yeah. the insurrection <laughs> in D.C. and you know where a sitting president of the United States incited his followers to attack. A, another branch of government to try to stop an election. Uh, I mean, that's what happened. Uh, and comparing that to somebody burned some cop cars and broke some windows. I'm not saying I'm endorsing property mm-hmm. damage, but it is also a view of authority. When you think about this, which is um, th- this, this, this nuance, which is um, authority does not equal obedience. Yeah. That's where tyranny comes from. I mean, we literally call the term authoritarianism. When when we when we equate loyalty with an obedience to to um, authority, yeah. And on the other side too, then is anarchy. It's, it's like well, there's no need for any authority, and this goes into stuff where people talk about like we got to get rid of hierarchies. Well, hierarchies are part of our reptilian brain. Yeah. Um, so we need healthy hierarchies, but we don't need to get rid of hierarchies as a model. We need to have healthy hierarchies with more conscious leaders in those hierarchies. So my point to all of that is when you look at the way that someone views, um, say, protesters or acts of violence, you know, by a mob, um, you, you you start to see that there's a line. So where's the where is the line? And, and it goes to I think I think to like to Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi and Jesus, the idea of civil disobedience. Um, that, that to me, we, th- th- there's a line where you're like, okay, you're being disrespectful. You're an anarchist. You're trying to hurt 
uh, a group of people because of someone that you don't like is in charge or, and complicit. And I was talking to someone the other day about this or, you know, a few days ago is that not all, not all Germans in the world war two, not all Germans were Nazis, Yeah, but all Germans paid the pli- price for not doing something and saying something about Nazis. Yeah. And, and that's an example of going too far in allowing authority just because you agree with them. Yeah. Um, that's, that invites tyranny. When you, when you degrade your own belief system in order to feel accepted by an authoritarian, there's something significantly spiritually off with that. Yeah. The, the word that keeps popping up as you're, you're talking, and if I've thought about this before, and I will keep thinking about it, um, and I'll actually give you the, the reason why, which I think is a little juicy, um, but it's hollow. When authority is hollow or empty or, or, or cold, like, like a robot, like, you know, all the dystopian things that people reference. Yeah, that, right. That they fucking over reference because it's like yeah. <laughs> there's a reason these books these yeah. are there's a reason these books were in, and stuff were written decades ago <laughs> wasn't like right. hey maybe one day it was like no we've seen versions of this from a certain right. country or two um but a hollow of like these authority isn't bad it's to your point of hierarchy necessary in in many ways but not absolute it, it, or I should say, I don't think it should be absolute. I don't want it to be absolute. But the simple idea away from um, the, the the emotional things that are going on now and, and will continue mm-hmm. to go on in, in some version. Um, I always thought when I go play basketball one-on-one, even three-on-three with, with friends, even five-on-five, although I hate running the full court, we don't need a ref. you know. Right. And people call their own fouls. And part right. of the reason I don't like playing full court, it's not really a game. It's just whoever's faster and has better cardio. And you know, not a yeah. waste of time, but... Three on three, I've been in a couple tournaments. We could probably get 12 people or 24 and run some tournaments. But if we were going to do something, I don't know, for money and mm-hmm. have people come and now get food trucks and we need parking, we need rules, maybe even a ref. The more people, the more systems and structure we need. However, there comes to a point like if we're refing everything and putting structure to everything, the fun of just playing three on three starts to dwindle. And I don't know if you recall, um, or if in the, sheesh, I think it's 15 years ago, Ron Artest, the melee oh, yeah. and with the, the fans, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, that as a basketball player, you know, there's an expectation, but also right. as a fan, I don't know if authority is the right word, but like, th- there's a line that is kind of drawn, yeah. right. but e- even since then, sometimes you see players put their, there was a kid actually not too long ago, football team, like took out the ref, like yeah. at yeah. long yeah. after the play. Yeah. And that's part of the assumption is this black and white striped person is an authority that when he throws a flag, whether you agree with it or not, if we want to continue playing this game, you're playing two-hand touch, you don't need that guy. But I think that's the thing of when we want to scale things and grow and bring more people, we have to empower others to make calls that we may not agree with a lot of the time, be it a board game, Dungeons and Dragons, or government. And but the minute that like what was the thing I mentioned a lot of stuff, there was a kid wrestling and he had dreads and the, oh, the yes. ref made him cut it. Yes, you ain't in charge of my hairstyle, bro. And <laughs> yeah. you know unless in the rule book it talks about something and that's that's the violation, not that's that right. the person, the racism or whatever the crap word it is. Right. Um, yes, but in terms of that position, right. it's like that's not his job. 
Yeah. And I think that's the issue is when we start to scale and we involve more people with the more opinions, authority should not make everyone happy all the time. I think that's right. you're you're going down a bad path when everyone's yes, just nodding right. their head. Yeah. When everyone's nodding their head. I mean, that's a cult, essentially. So at that point. And so two thoughts that come up as you were sharing that one is that. I think it is the role of every free thinking human to question the institutions that you're part of. So when, when the black lives matter protests, um, where, you know, it was started up after George Floyd's murder and other murders by, of other people of color and, um, and black Americans is, is, is an examination of, Oh wait, I'm part of an institution. I am part of a system that I have benefited from. I need to question it. Yeah. Even if I, at the, even if I arrive at the conclusion, well, I'm not a racist, but there's racism in the system and I need to be more anti-racist. Yeah. Whatever conclusion, that starts with questions. It's, it's one of my observations. This is why every conspiracy theory can be unpacked with three critical thinking questions. Um, because if you, if you challenge your own biases, which is the whole point of this show, you begin to look at institutions and then you can see nuance. You can see, for example, with America that... America isn't all bad and evil and imperialistic and everything, nor is it just, you know, God's salute, God's the next kingdom of heaven, yeah. you know, taking the two extremes. That America is an experiment of how to use authority. Ultimately, that's what America is. That, it's oh, an experiment man. how to use authority. That, and, yeah. And so we, we have created ideology around this, but this is why I've said ideology is like the lowest form of human consciousness. It's, it's barely above you know, a plow horse. And <laughs> because it, it gravitates you towards what you, what your view of social order, social structure change. And then you apply um, religion um, and a religious fervor. I don't mean religion, like just church, but like a religious fervor, like, you know, communism as an example is almost a church unto itself over the, over the you know last hundred years. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, church, church, like, um, you know, white nationalism as an example. Um, when you're not, and this is this is the key thing that I want to say here, when you're not questioning your institutions, um, you are likely participating in some sort of authoritarianism unconsciously. Yeah. That's I I, I don't know what should I say hate, but like I make light of things, but I relate most things to basketball pro wrestling or the ninja turtles <laughs> but i'm like one of the things i like about the nba that's your religion yeah, those three that's, 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 the father the son and the holy ghost yeah, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a who framed roger rabbit movie or something um <laughs> but they they constantly evolve and they change rules and all the and a lot of times the the old guard doesn't like it and i'm like and it one it makes for good drama you know piss off the, the old guys but then it's like oh why do they do this and you know at the end of the day they're trying to grow and it's about money and blah 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 but now it's more than about you know with the players mm -hmm. and their views and um but i, I really love i kind of interrupted you earlier but the or i did interrupt you the to me that's how we need to think of we americans um mm -hmm. at least those of us who want to do better if you don't mm -hmm. or if you whatever you can free to think what you want but how do you hold I attributed this to, to Springsteen the other day, but I realized it was someone else <laughs> who wrote a book. But oh. like to hold two opposing ideas in your head at the same time and being okay with that is the sign yeah. of maturity. The hold the fact that America um, is this great country economically and da da da, but also ha there's it's linked to very uh, atrocious crimes and, and 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 to how things got done. It's like how do you 
reconcile. It's either one or the other. We're either the best or we deserve every, you know, to, to be crumbled. But it, what'd you say? An experimentation of authority. To like, to- yeah, America is a, is a great experiment of authority, um, which is why we have, why, why we're a representative republic. Um, we're not a direct democracy. We're not parliamentary. Um, now, is there, are there problems with way too much influence by special interests and money? Yes. Well, that's what happens when you make the federal government the seat of so much authority. Yeah. Is that you attract money and grifters and people that abuse the system. And, um, and I think it goes to then you can take this. Well, I'll ask it as a question, kind of a two-part question. Have you ever abused your authority or have you ever stayed silent while you saw someone else abuse their authority? Yes, too many times, and especially because of, um, I should say, I didn't realize it, but especially because of things like the Me Too movement, that like breaks my heart, that I, you know, think back, I was like, what the, why, you knew something was wrong, one, why, why didn't right. you do as much as you think you would have done, you know, if you were watching a movie, but in, being in the situation, and then with um, uh, Black Lives Matter, and just thinking of like, oh, I have a lot of racist friends, <laughs> you know, and not, not thinking, Hey, I need to do something about it right away, but like to address it every time. And so to me as an authority of just, um, not so much a boss or a pro- professional position, but as a, uh, someone who could have helped in a moment, but I'll, this is where I, this is what inspired the, the podcast. Um, Years ago, I had this conversation with my wife. I was very, very wrong in, in just an idea. Um, but I was just wandering around the house and I'm like, why is it so bad for a 17-year-old high school student to have a relationship with their 20-something teacher? Like yeah. biologically, and here we are, I'll kind of uh, cover my own butt here, but like we're we're in our uh, mid, to, mid to late 30s. We're struggling to have kids. And what brought this on was, well, your biology is really great at that time, right. and yet we've demonized these things. And the long story goes to my wife's like, one, don't say that out loud <laughs> to people. Yeah. And I was just yeah. genuinely asking. She's like, but they're a teacher. They, she basically said they have an authority, and their parents are trusting them. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so that, and not not that I ever encouraged that sort of thing or did it myself, um, but that was where I was dead wrong. And I don't know, I'm kind of going long here. How about yourself? Have you abused your own authority? You know, I'm sure that I have been an asshole many, many times from a place of like authority, especially early on with my sons. Like, you know, I I didn't know what I was doing. And so, um, I didn't, I I knew more of what I was doing by the time Caden came along because he's six years younger than Logan. But early on in Logan, when, when I was a parent, I'm sure I was, um, I used authoritarianism when I should have been using liberty and reason, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was also, uh, very poor and very scared and didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And so one of the things my therapist talks about is that often what we, when we consider things to be sort of an abuse of authority, um, what it really is, is a survival mechanism, either the tolerance of a beauty uh, of, of, of the tolerance of authority or the, abuse of authority is often based off of pain. Yeah. Um, but I think too, the other part of this then is kind of switching gears to this, this idea of authority related to kind of something you alluded to earlier about authority coming from a teacher or something that's an intellectual or a scientist or a doctor. And we have a, 
we have a a, a very uh, a lo- we have a strain of or or a almost like its own type of organism of anti-intellectualism in our country. Yeah, which is we know this by the way that we use the word research. Oh, yeah. so you can take somebody. <laughs> That says, well, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine because I did some research and I saw this. No, you read a fucking article on some wackadoodle website is what you read. You did not do research. And now, on the other hand, is I believe Dr. Fauci all the time, 100%. He's infallible. No, he didn't know what he's doing either. And it's basically admitted at times like there were times that he was either kind of guessing what he thought you should do. But he's at least forthcoming with it. He didn't abuse his authority. And the mask argument is another example is, you know, if you're arresting people in their homes for not wearing masks, you are now an authoritarian. Yeah. If you are, um, but if you refuse to wear a mask and you go abuse like retail employees that are making basically minimum wage by Uh, not wearing your mask and screaming at them, you are the abuser of authority. And this is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is that you are saying this is, um, this is a violation of my rights. So what you're going to go out and do is be an asshole to people and, and, and not realize that that's authoritarianism unto itself. It's authoritarianism without order is terrorism. Ultimately. Yeah. If yeah. you give authoritarian, if you give authoritarianism order, it becomes tyranny. That's yeah. the difference between the two. Yeah. Well, and that's the, the, you know, when Trump got elected, I remember, or when Obama was leaving and he was getting elected or at least. It was looking like that way. I remember saying people like, we're not, we're going to be, we're going to stop apologizing. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. Fauci. It's like, if you're an authority and you show, you know, Brene Brown vulnerability and all that stuff, a lot of people think you're being foolish here that you're, you're, you're going to crack. And I think to some degree, they're kind of right. Assuming you want to go back to that authoritarianism approach. But if you really want to use that to, to make a better team or results or whatever, it is kind of the first step to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm scared too. Yeah. But you kind of can't stay there. <laughs> you, you, you have yeah. to go better. Like, you know, uh, any good movie, you know, has that that spirited scene. It's not just like, hey, I'm scared. Like, there's there's action that follows that. Okay. And I think um, going going back to just the, I was like, you know, we, we throw the baby out with the bathwater e- either way or, or we drown the baby. or Yeah, yeah dualism. Or, yeah, yeah, we practice dualism. And, right. you know, we, like with the cop thing, um, you know, the, the whole with the Capitol storming, it's either like, oh, you know, they kick them, at, kick their ass. And it's like, no, we don't want that. If if you can quell rioters or whatever in a, in a humane situation, just because these people happen to be white now, mm-hmm. um, I get that you want it. <laughs> but like, right. you know, when people say, oh, they 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 took down that terrorist guy because he's white and da, da, da. like, why didn't they shoot him up? Yeah, that's the goal is that why don't we get that treatment as opposed to fill them with lead um and so i think that's that's our problem that i know i was wrong of with the 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 high school whatever the 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 age group thing is Mm -hmm. i should say i I feel i'm wrong today because of the authoritative position that when someone becomes your teacher or even like college professor yeah right um, right. or hell i'll even use myself work a boss or and i've told my wife this because partly I, i mainly feel guilty but i'm like i get it when I'm coaching someone, Justin, and I break down their disc style, and especially I can get to their motivation and aesthetic harmonies, I'm I'm looking at their soul, and I get them. 
Yeah. And when they're and the, you're in a place of authority when yes, you're doing that. And I can totally manipulate yeah. that. Yes. And yeah. and I now I was I was like, oh, I understand every pastor who turned to a craphead or a cult leader is because you actually have tools that make people feel good. And yeah. then if you decide, well, now you should love me and da da da, it's right there for the taking. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm not saying like I'm this better person, but I was like, oh, I get the appeal because people are very thankful for how I can help them see themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And then I come home and I, you know, kind of tell my wife like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like even being in a closed door mm-hmm. setting, especially with a, a an attractive person or like, I'm like, this is power that I could easily abuse. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want yeah. to do that. And it, but it's, it's yeah. right there to take every yeah. time. Yeah. And I think those like being a coach or a mentor, um, um, like is, is sacred role. Um, and, um, especially if it's a younger person and yes. And so, it, you know, abuse of authority can come in a lot of different forms. Um, it's, it's also abuse of influence, um, is the other thing that is part of this. So the quote is from F F Scott Fitzgerald, the test of a first rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposing ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Yeah. And that to me is a beautiful quote about non-dualism, which is my whole thing with what I'm doing with my third way stuff uh, over at fosterthinking.com is when it comes to something like you pick a topic, like we do here, pick a topic like authority, authority, find the third way. Find yeah. the nuance, the moderation between anarchy and authoritarianism, between terrorism and tyranny, um, and finding that nuance inside of yourself too. Yeah, um, and in your families, and in your communities, and in your work in the workplace. And to me, it, it comes down to motivation. If you are in a place of authority and you are not operating from your heart, then nothing good is going to come from that. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. And you, if you, you're in a place of uh, where you don't have authority, where you're being governed or led or whatever, you have a boss or a president or you know church leader or whatever, and you um, do not question their authority, do not push back and ask questions, nothing good comes from that. Yeah, that's that's my first thing of like, oh, if I'm afraid to question, or if I don't see any flaw in something, like I. I start to, I'm like, what, what, what am I looking yeah. at? Like, I mean, that's the whole point of our podcast here. Like, yeah, yeah. just it's like taking an opinion. Um, you know, I, 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 I was, I was called out by a friend of mine who I was making fun of Michael, Bu- people that listen to Michael Buble. Yeah. Uh, and I, we may have mentioned this on a oh, yeah, pr- yeah. prior, prior podcast. So. Yeah. yeah. And what I have, gra- what I gravitate towards too, that's probably the closest to like an idea of like a low consciousness of my, on my part is, a thinking I'm being funny when I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and B thinking I'm being amusing, critical thinking when I'm really just being judgmental. Yeah. Oh, and man. again, that goes back to, it goes back to the, goes back to intention. If you have a pure heart, if you have a, if you're heart centered, then you can still have boundaries. You need boundaries, not still can, but you need boundaries. Yeah. But when those boundaries are violated, your response to those boundary violations is, um, is, is different. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I even think like, 
if you don't like you look at like a mass group of people that are upset and so they're doing things that maybe are illegal um yeah. so maybe they're protesting and they're they are burning some cop cars and stuff well what is the general reason why they're upset and the yeah. same thing applies and you can watch these from the um the attack on the capitol um a couple of days ago when you watch the interviews these are people that are afraid and i'm like yeah should we condone their behavior no but we need to understand where the hurt comes from why are they so why were the german people so desperate that they allowed a two-bit um you know corporal shitty artist to take over their country and wreck and, you know and, and and kill millions of people yeah you know that's why why do we do that what is the hurt what is the pain that is teaching people that. And I think it comes back to our emotional wounds, which yeah. is, we've talked about on other episodes. If you, your, your emotional wound, because we're all generally, all of us are wounded, especially if you're a trauma survivor from as a child. If you, you that wound is either going to awaken the hero within or it's going to invite the victim. Yeah. And it will then govern the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's where authoritarian comes in, which is I am wounded. I'm, I'm so wounded that I'm a victim and I need a hero to rescue me or I am um, or, or, you know, where you go into basically the dark side of emotional wounds and you attract tyranny when that happens. Yeah. yeah you know, it says in the Bible in, in the, in the old Testament that the people wanted a King, they wanted a judge. Yeah. They knew what to do. Well, that is because you are, your heart isn't on fire. Your heart isn't enlightened asking for authority to come in and tell you who to be and what to do yeah well like you know they just permanently banned uh trump from twitter and yeah across all platforms yeah actually. yeah yeah and it seems that keep it i saw something that's easy yeah, they got rid of his they got rid of the trump uh reddit sub feed they, oh yeah i saw something that he was he was banned from jurassic park and then the yeah block right. blockbuster was gonna blockbuster come, yeah come for his dues but um <laughs> and on so one hand i see a lot of what i would consider liberal progressive people like yeah finally you wish you had done that blah 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 but then on the other hand people are like this is it they're pr- free speech and da da right. da uh, which you flip it a couple months ago hey wear your mask uh, respect the business coming from the the progressive uh-huh. liberal but then i was like wait this was the same camp that was mad at chick-fil-a <laughs> for yes. you know and it's like yeah. when it's con- convenient authority is is uh, uh you know a little alarm but I'll yeah. go back and kind of wrap as we we get about mm-hmm. five. It's a free podcast, <laughs> but we can go have a. You're a good dad, but I think because you provided and all that stuff, yeah, your, your kids didn't starve. That that's a huge part of <laughs> being a, a parent. But I think parents are the first authority and authority abusers yeah, because right. when you admit or or have that vulnerable stuff with your sons, your family, hell, even your uh, your partner, and and all these the hard stuff. But mm-hmm. if you just double down on John Wayne dadism or whatever version yeah. it was, I'm not going to be the one who calls you a bad dad, but your sons probably go through life a little differently and then they're going right. to pass that on. And, um, but I think that's the thing. It's not necessarily a formal badge or suit, et cetera. It's that mom and dad are supposed to do X, Y, and Z, or I expect that. And the minute they verge out of that, we don't know that they're scared mm-hmm. they're, that dad hasn't made money in a couple of weeks or whatever. Or the teacher, she was hitting you. She probably wasn't, you know, getting hers outside of the the, the classroom. Um, and so I think that it, we just keep passing it along right. in the yeah. relationships that we have. You have to break. The, you have to break the cycle. And I think my final thought here before we wrap is, 
um, question authority, but don't be violent about it. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, you want to question authority. Not, not, there, is no, there are no perfect institutions. Or as George Carlin says, there was somebody that was perfect, but they killed him. <laughs> yeah. and, and so um, qu- by questioning authority, but don't be violent. And violent can be verbal, verbally abusive. It can be you know, physically abusive. There's yeah. a lot of ways that violence manifests itself. And um, if you are willing to participate in violence to make your point, then you are an authoritarian. Yeah. It's just, a, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to also say this, too. <laughs> it's my observation, just as a political view here, that Trump in particular is a really shitty authoritarian where he has all of like the authoritarian tendencies, but he ends up being more like a tin pot dictator. He's not good at it. <laughs> yeah, he's not good at it. He's he's good at getting a, a small group of people to, you know, attack another branch of the government. He's good at that. But and he's good at getting you know, 72 million or whatever it is people to vote for him. He's good at that, but he is not a good authoritarian. He's an, he's an incompetent authoritarian, which is very common with narcissists or narcissists are very drawn to authoritarianism, both in their own lives and in the world, but they're not good at it because, because of low emotional intelligence. Well, and and that makes me wonder, I'm like, okay, is it as bad as I think it is, or I feel it is, which I'm like, ah, you know, but that's, that's my, pinch myself of like the minute I'm like, I, I don't want to a thousand percent demonize, even though right. after four or five years I have a knee jerk reaction, but I'm like, right. I'm pretty sure those people who are rioting ha- weren't like, well, maybe Hillary's not so bad. You know, that, right, that yeah, never yeah. came across right. their brain at, at one time. And I told my wife the other day or Courtney, I'm like, you know, so I wake up almost probably twice a day. I'm like, am I wrong? Am I really, really wrong? And I just yeah. refuse. Right. Um, but then you go back to the thing you talk about, the heart thing and, you know, leading from your heart and, and, and mm-hmm. being good. Like, and I was like, no, I, I, I still know the difference of, right. of when it's being good. Now, government yeah. and legislation, that, that is not my area of expertise, but treating people and talking to them, mm-hmm. um, there's a tone, there's a vibe that I won't get down with. But um, going back to what you said, the looking looking out for it for ourselves you or no you did say abusing it doesn't have to be physical violence um Mm -hmm. you know and i know i have abused especially because i like to make jokes friends Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and they don't always tell me and i'm like i don't want to be like that and i shouldn't wait for them to call me out on it Uh, and i think that's the thing it's authority isn't just a badge it's do people trust you and are you right. overreaching? And you're just, we, point your finger in the mirror, is we're just as guilty as the other people who have the batons or the, the power. Um, and so if we expect them to change, but we're not, you know, that's that's yeah. unlikely. And and um, uh, how you view authority is is a reflection of, of the your heart. And, it, you know, so there are no heart-based authoritarians, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also not, if you're in your heart, you also know that as, as Martin Luther King Jr. and others have taught around civil disobedience, you know, you can't stay silent, silent. You, you can't stay silent. You can't, you know, and this goes into a different kind of activism, which is really kind of like love activism, um, which is if you're in your heart and you care about people, you can't be silent because now you're participating in authoritarianism. Yes. Oh. Especially if you're doing it into the name of, well, the government, it's, he's the president or the government or the church or like, fuck that. That's yeah. not how you go out and live a life that has meaning and impact 
and makes a dent in the universe. Yeah, and I, I definitely have been in that camp before. So, um, all right, man. I that was fun. Good yeah. topic. <laughs> One, you get all the credit for bringing up that topic. That's awesome. I did when you first brought it up. I'm like, okay, we can talk about that. And I'm like, damn, this is a really good topic. <laughs> awesome, man. You respect right. me now. No, all right. I respect, <laughs> I respect your perceived authority. Mm-hmm.